We're surrounded, Link. We've got a whole squad of moblins around us. They're led by a lionel, and we've got a guardian just over the wall ready to shoot us. No worries, princess. I've got this. Spinning slice! Whoa, he took them down in one hit. Have a sword to the laser eye! Wow, and that guardian, too. And that's how we do things in Hyrule. Oh, Link, you're so badass. Yeah, those Lionels and Guardians are pushovers. Oh, it's a good thing you've got a nice durable sword to get the job done. I know, right? Well, come on, let's get back to Castle Zelda. I'll treat you to some homemade fruit pie. Oh, lovely. Ugh, curse that Link. I'm gonna get stronger one day. He'll see, he'll fear me. One hundred years later... Do-de-do-de-do. Just hunting around for heart rashes and voila, it's a Lionel. I remember you guys. And I remember you. Have a nice nap, Link. Slept like a baby, and I'm going to give you a spinning so- Oh, crap! My sword broke! <laughs> and I'm going to break your face, Lionel Punch! Oh! How did you guys get so strong? And he must have hit me really hard. I hear piano music. Life-form detected. Charging laser. God, no. Hey, baby, hear the game. The call-in backlog's growing at a long rates. Mercy. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Off he came us. Kev will set you straight. Ha, 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 ha. But Matt don't know what to do with those saga games or FFA. He's playing again. Neptunia games all over this place. What is a boy to do? Good night, happy gamers. We love you. Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and joining me is my podcast partner in crime, the link to my Zelda, Mr. Matt Basom. Oh man, I wanted to be linkled to your link. <laughs> Darn! I should have picked that one. That's all right, though. I, I, I can be. I can be Link. I got a master I, something around here, and I, I, I guess I have the that, master button to mute and start recording. <laughs> I, I guess that makes Phil Willis the Impa. Salutations, Phil Stage Jubilations. Welcome to the RPG Backtrack, where we talk about games from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. I, I was practicing your name all day because I did not want my brain to autocorrect it to that other podcast host that I noticeably tried to say the last time you were on and felt incredibly bad for. I don't know why you should feel bad after. I feel like that's just divine retribution for all the times I got your name wrong. I was going like to say, he should just be Will, he needs yeah. to be Will Phyllis. Exactly. <laughs> now you got it. Well, Will Phyllis, I, I'm very happy to be back on a podcast. I've had a hell of a two weeks between having to spend a week in Mississippi for a funeral and being sick and I I am ready to get back into the swing of things and we are going to get back into the swing of things with a lovely pair of games we're talking about Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about them a little bit in our Cursed Muso episode but we figured that that they're good enough games to kind of stand out on their own and plus we've got that sequel to talk about Age of Calamity wasn't that when we did that episode, so. Nope, it wasn't. Oh, you're talking about 
Breath of the Wild 2, the one that was done correctly. Um, I mean, <laughs> now that there is an actual Breath of the Wild 2, yeah, maybe that's a not fake so one. much. That's just a false rumor. Um, I don't know. I've heard some people call Elden Ring Breath of the Wild 2 because it feels like the grown-up version of that. All I know is if it has breaking weapons, it's not a real game. No, nope. It does not. <laughs> that's the best part. Okay. Then I'll look at it. Uh, unfortunately. I'm, I'm hesitant. Do we still have like 500 little tiny mini dungeon puzzles rather than, you know, good old fashioned Zelda puzzles or Zelda dungeons? Um, oh, God. That's why I quit Sports Story for a while. <laughs> I was like, I, wa- I wanted I wanted to play golf, damn it. I wanted to play sports. And why am I doing Zelda dungeon crawling? <laughs> you want to know what's funny? I, I recently finished Sonic Frontiers. And that had a lot of little Zelda puzzle dungeons, but with Sonic. And, I mean, it it wasn't really dungeons. It was more like you opened up the map by doing certain puzzles. And even though it didn't really fit for a Sonic game, it was really kind of fun doing those puzzles. That's that's always the thing about puzzles. Like, if you get them, they make you feel pretty good. But if 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 you don't get them, it makes you feel really dumb. And it stops your momentum in the game. Full stop. And I'm dumb. And I'm dumb. So <laughs> I don't deal well with too many puzzles. Like uh, I like uh, I like the whole here's a switch, there's a door right behind it. That's about as deep as I like to get with my puzzles. So, well, so I'm, pu- I'm right there with you, Phil. Because I'll tell you what, just two seconds on sports story. The the best part about that, and if you read Alex's review, you can see how buggy it is too. But here I am doing dungeon puzzles, which is something I suck at. I don't know if I'm getting. I don't know how to do it. Um, it's been out for all of like three days. It's frustrating the heck out of me. And then on top of that, it's glitching like hell. So I'm like, okay, am I dumb? Is this a glitch? Is it not programmed right? And there's nobody to ask for help. Mm-mm. So, so. Puzzle, puzzles in a Sonic game would probably break your brain. Oh, you just run fast. That's all you do. Run fast, get rings, right? That's what Sonic is. Yeah, sort of. Uh, on our uh, Game of the Year sheet, I put Sonic frontiers is my second best non-rpg of the year and i wanted to put beside it as a as a note to alex like he has stats this is technically an rpg then <laughs> oh uh, does he level up he doesn't level up but you if you can upgrade his attack power and his defense power and his ring capacity and his speed yeah like there are games you don't really level up but your skills kind of go up instead yeah. you know so i often point out to people like at least my understanding of RP gamers, understanding of RPGs, has to do with those mechanics. For if do you have choices, do you have skill choices, uh, equipment choices, item choices, party choices? Those are that's the real meat and potatoes of what we consider an RPG. Because it isn't the choices in a story. Because we have plenty of RPGs that don't give you any choices in the story. Right? There's some RPGs that we don't even have a story, like the original Dungeon Crawling Rogue. Diablo doesn't have much of a story. You know, if you strip the story out, of Diablo, we would still cover it. Why? Because you get all of that customization in your character so it doesn't even have to do with the level up a monster hunter is another one not much of a story there it has to do with the equipment and everything so do you say you have that in that game do you think you have a lot of do you have some good equipment options skill options or anything along those lines like do you have a deep system that can really change how you approach the game i mean te- technically you could consider madden rpg in that case especially since the new ones have a story mode yeah and like in the story wouldn't 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 quite matter so much but like i know yeah but, but like th- like in monster <laughs> hunter it's a huge difference when you're approaching a monster your gear makes a huge difference in how you approach that monster in order to be successful um 
and the loadouts, you know, and it's not just as simple as I've got two guns and one's a big gun and one's a small gun right there. There has to be a level of complexity there. So do you think you have it in that one? And and golf, golf what was it? What were we talking about? Was it a sports story or? No, I was talking about sports story. She's talking about Sonic Frontier. Oh, Sonic Frontier. Yeah. Do you have any of that in Sonic Frontier? Um, I honestly cannot remember. <laughs> and and I wonder. And that's I what Kelly has to say about her second favorite game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that that's why Stray was my number one not RPG of the year because kids. Oh, kitties! Mm. Kitties are the best. And, like um, and I guess in Muso games, you kind of boil RPG mechanics down to the basic press X to win. Am I right? Yes. But what if you hit XXY or XXXY or XXXXXY or XYXY? Th- then you get combos and that makes it even more fun. Yes. Musos are the best. I love Musos. Um, and, and thus far, this has been my favorite series of uh, sub-Musos, though I, I say that with a copy of Fire Emblem Three Hopes in, in my Switch case ready to be played as soon as I finish Dragon Quest Treasures. But um, let's, let's talk about some Zelda. Some Zelda After Muso. these messages, we should uh, talk about some Zelda Muso. Yep, after a brief musical interlude... Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're doing a double shot of Hyrule Warriors, originally released on the Wii U on September 24th, 2014. Damn, almost eight years ago. Wow. How time flies. Then uh, later on the 3DS in 2016, and then on the Switch in 2018. Um, This was developed because apparently a lot of the staff at Koei Tecmo were fans of Zelda and were wanting to kind of branch out into different sub-series. And from what I was reading, they showed uh, Eiji Awanuma and and Miyamoto the One Piece uh, game, Pirate Warriors, to kind of give them an idea of what a Zelda one would look like, Mm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I briefly played a little bit of that uh, Pirate Warriors one, and it was kind of a fascinating little game. Yeah, um, pi- pirates. Yeah, I mean that's a, if you're showing off number like I played three, um, and it's it really does show off the manga characters really well. It feels like you're right there in the in the pages, working through the scenarios and playing with their different powers. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this one was produced with help from Team Ninja, which I also thought was a neat little fact. Um, <laughs> the, then reading about the the DS one, which was an original was not a new Nintendo DS exclusive. It was for the original 3DS, but you could only play it in 3D on the new 3DS. And uh, and it chucked. <laughs> oh boy, did it chuck. Because I played it. I played it quite a bit. But every time you did like a big muso, and it made sacrifices. Like if you played them all, you know, if you played all the versions, you could definitely see where they had to cut corners and stuff. And they couldn't mm-hmm. put too many enemies on the screen at once and things like that 
Um, but it it did chug. I mean, it went down to like single digit frame rates. <laughs> but at the same time, at, at the time, uh, it had all the DLC, and you could put in a code that would give you the 3DS exclusive characters in the Wii U version, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, mm-hmm. Them kind of doing a, a proposition, or not a, what would you call that? A play value? Or I can't think of the term. It was the best value for your money. Yeah, at the time, but then they was like, you know, we've got this shiny new system called the Switch. Let's make the definitive edition for the Switch. And yes, if, if you're going to buy any version of this game, it's it needs to be the Switch version. Um, mainly because that's the most readily available one, and it's got all of the DLC, including... 3DS exclusive stuff. It's basically the perfect version of the game. It's the perfect it's, version of the perfect game. Get it right. Oh, you can't me, say definitive if it's not true. Yeah, I, you're making me feel guilty for never finishing it. So bad. I, I don't know how you live with yourself. <laughs> you should. I, I need to. Um, it was one of those cases where I got dist- I bought it for my birthday and got distracted with something else. And I'm, I meant to play it over my funeral kind of mini vacation and then got sucked into Dragon Quest. <laughs> As will happen in life. Yep, yep. Um, and, and, then, and then they surprised us with Age of Calamity uh, t- two years later in t- and on November 20th, 2020. And this one is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, uses the same art assets and runs in the same, pretty much the same engine, but decides, uses more combat-focused gameplay in the style of the previous Hyrule Warriors game. And yeah, it, it's weird going into Age of Calamity after, what, hundreds of hours of Breath of the Wild and him actually being able to take on multiple things at once and have his weapon not break. Yeah, I know. So as, as but we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about two separate. I'm going to hold my tongue until we get to that one. Okay. Um, just kind of flow was kind of flowing into the intro stuff there. Um, they basically wanted to tell the story of the great calamity. And this was before they had announced the official breath of the wild too. So I guess it made sense to go back in time and, um, also had two DLCs, which I didn't play unfortunately. Um, but, but let's start with the, the original Hyrule Warriors. So I bought the Switch. For, I, I'm glad I waited for the Switch version because I would have been annoyed, ha- you know, getting the DS one as an inferior port just to get all the DLC and then having the Switch one come out two years later. Um, which versions did you guys play? Go ahead, I did all of them <laughs> over and over again. I have played this game. So you did Wii U, 3DS and Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course. I mean, when you have a game this good, you want to get on everything. Why would you want to? I'm not only a poly gamer, I'm a poly consoleist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, have to have them all. It's like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. All right. And how would you did. Sur- how do you know I'm which su- one's the best if you don't play them all? I'm surprised you put up with the 3DS one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably the only one I didn't, you know, do a lot of the post game in. Um, you know, it, it it does kind of wear on you, and it's just like, oh, I'll just wait till I get back home and play the Wii U version. It's better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how did how did the Wii U version play? The Wii U is pretty good. Um, it did it did you know did rock solid frame rates. Now let's let's be fair. Like the 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 graphics in Hyrule Warriors are you know not really pushing hardware you know they don't have super high res textures you don't got a lot of shaders uh any of those fancy things going on what you do have is a whole bunch of enemies on the screen at once that you're beating the tar out of and into that you know the wii u was able to handle that 
you know, just peachy. I didn't notice any big slowdowns or anything. The action was always pretty, pretty smooth and awesome. Did they use the second screen for anything interesting or was it just there? don't think so because it'd been really nice to have like the map or something on the second screen but the maps are usually pretty vertical anyway so i'm not really sure how that worked with the horizontal screen but yeah i don't recall using the second screen for a whole lot huh yeah man they they always squandered that second screen they could have used it for some amazing things it could have been i mean it is an rpg miss i mean you could have used it to show maps when you're crawling dungeon monster information when you're attacking monsters it could have been used for so many ways in rpgs and yet was hardly hardly ever utilized well huh we, we could have had a console etrian odyssey what could have been mm. it's, sorry that makes me sad go back back to hyrule warriors so you ended up so you put hundred dozens of or hundreds of dozens of hours in all I, I versions played, oh but yeah the, the switch version is probably the one you've played the most Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, um, now there's so when you finish the story, there is a story mode and uh, the story is there just to kind of give an excuse to bring all these heroes together from all the various uh, Zelda franchises. It takes them through an adventure that actually is probably better than than it probably needs to be like it kind of took me a little bit off guard like there's some charm to it you're pulling mm-hmm. these characters again and, and it kind of gives them personality. There's some talking, there's cutscenes. I mean, it's not terribly done and part of the story on the switch version is linkle's story i think i can't remember the history behind linkle exactly that's actually something we should probably pull up um i can pull it up if you guys want me to but um i can't remember i don't think she was in the original in the wii u um but anywho she's definitely in the switch and the whole point is her side story on the switch is actually super super cute so she is uh she she has a she she is belie- believes to be the, the hero of legend she's got the green tunic she's got a compass you know she she checks off all of the boxes she must be the hero of legend and um uh you know i think everybody in town's kind of iffy on that but she she has never has any doubts she never has any doubts who she is and so uh when there's monsters attacking she 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 grabs her compass and everything and she just she just heads on out the the problem is she's always heading the wrong way like she'll literally hold the map look at it it's upside down and she'll go left because she's supposed to go right and it's just it's just so so funny but there's a little side story there with her it's really really cute it isn't doesn't the map actually kind of show that too? Like when you're going through the stages, like she's got a whole separate quest line. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like is, she has, yeah, yep. she has her own side story in the main story. Like it branches off. Um, yep. There's also uh, Sia is an original character, uh, and uh, well, with uh, I believe her name's Lana, and they they also have a bit of a little bit of a side story there as well. Where where um, uh, I think Cena's her name. I need to like return back to the map and just look at their names. Uh, but she has um, she has her own side story as well. So there's it's 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 okay. It'll pull you through the story mode, which will take you roughly 20, 30 hours tops to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you can go through and play those maps on hard if you wish. Uh, but you'll probably want to be somewhat leveled up for that. Uh, but but what what Hyrule Warriors really does really well is an end game. So we have. Um, 10 different maps that look like they're right from like the original Legend of Zelda. You literally see the uh, 16 by, what is it, 8 grid or whatever it was back in the original NES. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and each one of those squares that you would normally 
on the NES have a little bit of a fight going on with some with some uh, whatever monsters. And this one represents a Muso fight with certain conditions and will usually yield uh, particular items that you can use to reveal secrets, just like you could in the original Legend of Zelda, like on uh, this area over here. If you put a bomb against the wall, it'll reveal a door. And what that means is during the fight, uh, you'll be able to find a secret you know, item that you couldn't have had you not done that. Um, it makes this pretty kind of clear. It's not, nothing you're going to be super scratching your head. And if you can't remember where to bomb the wall in the original game, no problem, because you can burn a compass, and a compass will show you where the secret is at. So it integrates some of these elements from the Legend of Zelda games with the secrets and everything, but not to the point where you actually have to know puzzles or remember any of this stuff. Um, you can always... You know, you can always uh, use a compass, which can be purchased uh, with some with some uh, crystals or whatever they're called, and buy yourself another compass. But uh, uh, but when you're into the fights, those will, like I said, those will have special conditions. Each map's different. It might be beat 300 enemies within five minutes. It might be protect the outpost. It might be clear the map of all opposition. Um, there's uh, scaling difficulties on these as you get further on. Those those monsters will get tougher and tougher, but as you're fighting on, you will gain levels. Uh, you will also earn uh, currency. That currency can be spent to level up some of your characters who are getting behind, uh, or can be used to enhance your weapons. And weapons, just in true Muso style, you can basically sacrifice. You'll get plenty of weapons, but uh, uh, each weapon has properties on them, and you can put those properties from one weapon to another, provided that it has empty slots. And of course, that costs money. You can also sell your excess weapons for more money. So, um, and money just ends up becoming a way to level up the characters you really don't want to play. So, I'm looking at you, Tinkle. I don't <laughs> like. I don't like playing Tinkle. I um, don't like Tinkle. Period. <laughs> tinkle. Tinkle <laughs> is. Tinkle is. Uh, yeah. I've never liked that character. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't like him either. Um, so, for for a like quick second him. there, my brain thought you were saying you didn't like Lincoln. And no, like, Tingle. We were, we, we were gonna we were gonna have to have the throwdown, but no, 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 no I, we're all's good. All's good. No, Lincoln's beautiful. She she's amazing, but Tingle, no. We literally oh. have thirty characters in this game. Thirty so, characters. Phil, you mentioned we should look up a link about Lincoln because there was a little development thing there. Um, she was actually considered for the original Hyrule Warriors. They wanted her to be the female version. Um, they were kind of thinking, like, maybe it'd be Link's sister or something like that. But they kind of realized early on that doesn't he have a sister in the Windwalker? And they didn't want to conflict with that. So they just kind of, I guess, left her out. But they had sketches of her in the Japanese Hyrule Warriors art book, and that prompted a lot of popularity among the fans, which got them to uh, actually add her in when the 3DS version came out. And, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. I honestly felt, you know, my first impression was, oh, this is some sort of fan service take on Link or something. But she is; she has her own story, and it's very mm-hmm. fun. And it's and and as a character, she plays completely different from Link, which is saying something because Link has like six or seven different seven different weapons in the game, and each one of those seven weapons plays differently. So Link already covers a variety of play styles just in and of himself. Uh, and then here comes Linkle, and she says, "Hold my beer," and <laughs> she she's got the wicked ass crossbows that are just so devastating. It's so much fun to play. Um, yeah, she, she's, she, uh, really, usually I have her and Link close to max level. Like Link right now for me is 113 and Linkle is 108. Uh, that's how much mm. I play those guys. Whereas a lot of my other characters are 75, 80. 
as we're looking across here, I do have, um, I think Lana might be at 91. No, Lana's at 87. So it kind of gives you an idea of how much I play uh, play some of those characters. Tingle's at 70. That's the lowest right now. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Um, but yeah, you got 30 characters spanning all the different franchises from Impa to Sheik, uh, you know, to Zant and Fi and uh, Tingle, Linkle and Toon Zelda. You have various versions of Zelda because you got like Toon Zelda and you've got Tetra. And then you have, you know, Zelda herself. And Zelda has, like, three different weapons. She has the rapier, the baton, and the dominion rod. And again, each one of those plays differently. That's what the mind-blowing things about this game. She not only have 30 characters, and each one plays very distinct, very differently. But some of the characters have multiple weapons, and each one of those will play very distinct, very differently. Uh, compare this, like, Dynasty Warriors where you might have 90 characters to pick from, but, you know, especially in the older games, they were basically sharing weapons and weapon styles and animations. So it kind of felt samey after a while. But here with Hyrule Warriors, I can have 200 hours in the game, sure. But I'm splitting that among, what, 40, 45 different weapon types? So I've really only have spent, uh, you know, a handful of hours with each weapon if I'm spreading out the love. Um, to just so much fun, so many different ways you can play this not even funny so cool and i think one way that i played it that phil did not you know in his hundreds of hours i did this game almost completely co-op oh really yep so uh this was i was late to the switch in 2018 no 2019 sorry late to the switch didn't get it till 2019 and right when we got it we got mario kart mario party and uh super smash brothers right away and for about eight months that's what my wife and I would play with the kids um, at the time. And then right around Christmas, I was like, you know, I'm really missing on my new system playing RPGs. And if we're going to play RPG together or something like that, hey, look what's available. So got this a uh, couple of years after it came out and we just had a blast playing through it. I was my son, older son, was just always wanting to be Link. He just he needed to be Link that he's like, if we're going to play a Zelda game, I'm going to be Link. Kids never played a Zelda title a day in his life. But I think Super Smash Brothers taught him like that's the important one. Um, play the mascot. And so I almost always played Linkle. I would say probably 90 percent of this game I played through as Linkle. And what's great is <laughs> Maybe not for story reasons, but you can pick the second person if you're doing a mission co-op is completely not included in any story or anything. It's just an add on. So you'd have missions to go, you know, go beat Ganon. And yet I could be Ganon as the second player co-op person. Or I think there were missions where Link or, or there was like a mission where you had to go find Linkle. And I played as Linkle and we went and found me another mate so uh no this, this was one i did yeah at least 90 percent because i think it took two or three missions before you could uh open up co-op it wasn't far into it though and ganon's so much fun to play like he's a badass like when you're playing him <laughs> he dominates the field he stomps around mm -hmm. his blows are powerful he has a huge darkness attack that just covers a wide area so some people some people will ask me when it comes to muso games um, what's the appeal? Because don't you just, you know, hit a bunch of buttons and, and kill some things and that must get repetitious, you know, after a while. And for, if you just play through the story mode, you can certainly walk away with that impression. Um, the, 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 a lot of those story missions may not ask a, a whole lot of the player. They're just trying to get them in, but people don't understand, like, in, in terms of a Muso game, 20, 30 hours is like saying I played a Monster Hunter game for 20 or 30 hours, right? You barely have scratched <laughs> the, the surface. When you get into uh, the hard modes and the post-game maps, 
what you find is that there's a lot more pressures. Those of you watching the stream, because we're live streaming this at the same time, I have failed this mission twice already, and I've been playing for hundreds of hours. And the reason why is you have to be aware of everything that's going on on the map. The mini-map is there for a reason. You can hit pause and look at the, the battlefield at any point in time and get a feeling for the situation and where your objectives are at. If you, you know, for right now, I have to escort these, um, these guys to different locations. There's two different escorts that need to happen messengers and ebs courted and i got three characters to pick uh, or i got three characters on the field so i can command two of them to follow the messengers and stick with them while i have one guard the base and then i can hit a button and swap between those three characters so i can be at the place that's underneath the most pressure in that moment you know and other times i'm playing more like football you know zone defense um other times it is just to beat the clock scenario and just beat the the credit everything but you got to get it done within a certain amount of time and for that you need to know your combos you need to know your characters you need to know that you know let's say uh Linkle's, uh four four button combo eh, it's good but it takes a lot of time in animation uh her two button combo is much faster for wiping out small minions so that's what you should be using when you're trying to get enough kills you know in a shortest amount of time uh things like that become critical those little those little knowledge points become critical as you get into the harder and harder maps this game doesn't have pvp um, where you know a lot of these things would come apparent when you're playing against other people, but instead it has this post game that escalates. Um, and when you get into those harder missions, that's when you start to say, "Oh yes, I do need to actually pay attention to my combos and manage some of my resources and use the musos at the appropriate time or special attacks as they call them and and the magic attacks um, and make sure you have your fairies buffed up that type of thing." It all becomes apparent as you get into the higher levels. Let me tell you, boys and girls. <laughs> it's not just a button smasher. Blasphemy, I say. Uh, no, you're I probably know. right. I, and I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I have never really done a lot of in-game Muso content. So, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see where that comes from. I, I mean, most of the time I put it on easy mode, so I don't, don't really see a lot of this more um, advanced Muso strategy. Yeah, and there's definitely times where I just want to beat the the crud out of bazillions and buckles of enemies, right? Mm-hmm. So, so then I'll play an easier map or a kill XYZ map. Absolutely, nothing nothing wrong with that. But you know, when I do hear people go, "Well, I don't know why you find it so entertaining," it's it's like, well, because you haven't actually put it on hard. You haven't actually played some of those those harder things where the pressure is on. And and if you did, if you just suddenly bump it up to hard and jump into it, you probably get your butt kicked. Or you'll probably, you know, hit it in game and you'll feel like it's unfair. And the reality is it's not unfair. People beat it all the time. It's just you haven't learned yet. So do some other in-game stuff. Now, one of the things that's a little the in-game the in-game maps, there's as I mentioned, there's ten of them. It starts off with the original uh, Legend of Zelda map, and then there's the Master Quest map and other ones from other games. One little thing that is a little <sighs> difficult for some people, almost the same thing with Fire Emblem Warriors, is that the maps in a way almost kind of expect you to bounce around, right? Like maybe in a com- you know, not really a completionist, but in a game where I'm trying to complete it, I'm going to go from chapter one to chapter two to chapter three and do everything in chapter one before going on to chapter two. Um, and you can do that with Hyrule Warriors to a degree, but what will happen is you'll end up with some of the later on as you're getting to the corners of the map where the difficulty spikes, you're going to be like, oh, this is a really rough fight. When really what the game kind of would like for you to do is go to Windwalker map or Master Quest map and do some of the easier maps there, get some extra levels, uncover some of the more powerful weapons, and then come back and polish off you know, the harder things here. Um, overall, the, 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 the uh, original Legend of Zelda map is still the easiest overall. Um, mm-hmm. 
but those corner map, those corner pieces, and those more difficult missions will still uh, give you a bit of a bother. Uh, with that being said, aside from unlocking stuff, so there are characters that are locked in there. Uh, some of them are just uh, most of them are unlocked just by going through the story mode. Some of them are unlocked by defeating particular battles on the post game maps. I like to have all my characters as quickly as possible, so I did Google that up and went and rescued. Uh, those characters as quickly as possible, so to speak. And one of them takes you right into one of the most dangerous maps there is. But thankfully, getting there just took some perseverance. (laughs) And I got that (laughs) character. Um, And ironically, along the way, I got Linkle's gold weapon. So every character has, I I don't know what the official name is, I call it a gold weapon because they're gold. (laughs) But every character has a gold weapon that starts off at a 500 power. Um, To put that in perspective, like, you know, your beginning weapons are like 40 power. Later on you get, uh, you know, there's like four different grades of weapons. And then underneath each grade of weapon, there's star rankings. So there'll be power fluctuations in between. They'll take you from 100 to 105 to 110, so on and so forth. And then you find Linkle's weapon, and it's 500. Sadly, Linkle is more powerful than just about every other character on my roster, including Link. Uh, so, I mean, you're talking about really, really kicking butt because she had the gold weapons. Um, so that was pretty cool. Another reason to play Linkle. Uh, when I was dealing with some of those corner maps that were really, really difficult uh, in the original quest or whatever have you, it was Linkle time. And you just go in and you cheese it with Linkle. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you get through it because I don't want to do the second and third map before I come back. I want to finish off this first map. And when you finish off the map completely and you get an A ranking, that's the other thing too. In in order to get some of these rewards like their outfits or the upgraded weapons, you have to get an A rank in these in these maps. To do that, you usually have to kill X number of enemies. Uh, you have to do it within a, a low amount of time, uh, and you can't take too much damage. So you have to you have to be kind of efficient, but not so efficient that you clear the map off before you killed a bunch of enemies. You still have to hit the kill count, which that's a little frustrating. Sometimes you'll be really good, get through a map really quickly, think, I easily got an A rank, and then it's like, eh, you only got 500 kills. You need 1,500 kills. So stop going right for the boss. Stop going for the objective and let enemies respawn and just keep murdering them. So that's a little bit of a, I feel like that could have been designed a little bit better. But um, but you need the A ranking. So again, you need to know the game. In order to get those A rankings and stay underneath the time limit uh, for those A rankings, you got to know your your combos and your characters. So yeah, and that's what makes, that's what makes it so addictive and, and fun to me in a game that's been out for eight years and I play it at least once a month oftentimes several times a month and i've been working through this i don't i i'm out of four out of ten in-game maps uh and that's just playing an hour here two hours there a little bit here a stream there when i need a night off from playing trails in the sky because it's so story heavy i need some more action but i don't want to play monster hunter because magnamalos will rip me a new one then it's time to just sit down and play some higher warriors so it's it's just a game that i kind of go to again and again and again and again it's just so much fun but if i don't ever complete it all it's okay too but i probably will because i keep chipping away at it <laughs> <laughs> one of these days you'll get there and you'll be like i'm done i can fight i'm finally free or you'll be upset like no I could never touch this again. I've done everything. Yeah, it's it for me. It's it's the it's the journey. Like, and I've said this a lot. Like, to, when it comes to especially like to role playing as games and stuff, is the question is is the combat system fun? Is it something that when I'm done playing, I can't get enough of? I mean, you hear people say that all the time about like Super Mario Brothers or their favorite sports game or their favorite first person shooter. But the thing with us RP gamers, a lot of time we're very much like, okay, I got done with this RPG. It was a great story, but I 
I'm done with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's memorable. I want to tell my friends about it, but it's not like I'm playing it over and over again. It's not like I'm dying to play that battle system over and over again. You know, um, I think with the Muso games that Koei Tecmo has been doing this formula now. It's very similar with Monster Hunter. They've been doing this formula now for well over a decade through multiple iterations. And and when the, by the time they got to Hyrule Warriors, they just had that formula down really, really good. Uh, and you, what you'll hear among Muso fans, and I'm a big Muso fan. I own just about every single Muso game on the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PC. Um, and I love 90% of them. There's 10% that I wish I didn't buy. But what you'll hear is <laughs> what you'll hear is from a lot of people who play them all. Hyrule Warriors is arguably not just one of the best Legend of Zelda games. It's the freaking best Muso because they did it's really really good. The action's fast. It's exciting. It, the frame rate is really smooth. It's much faster than let's say Dynasty Warriors Eight or Samurai Warriors Four or uh, even One Piece Pirate Warriors. Like it is very very fast and it keeps you in the action. It's not flawless. I can nitpick the boss battles. Um, when you fight a boss, they kind of got that Zelda mechanic in where this boss you have to wait for his guard to go down, which mm-hmm. I've always thought was the most stupid mechanic in the world. Because when I play a video game, I, I don't play to be patient. Okay, I just want to kill things. If I want to mm-hmm. be patient, I go stand at the post office and stand in line. So <laughs> I don't play games to be patient. I have to wait for the shield to come down, then I have to attack or use a boomerang. So they have the item system in it. You're fighting against Manda- Mandala. You have to use a boomerang um, when his guard is down type of thing after he spits seeds all over the place. That kind of stuff can break up and slow you down a bit when all you want to do is just beat thousands of soldiers. And this is something that's done better in Age of Calamity to a degree and definitely with Fire Emblem. They, they, they address both those issues. But with that being said, Hyrule Warriors is still overall the fastest and, for me, the most addictively fun um, iteration of just that pure distilled Muso experience. And the variety of weapons doesn't hurt. That That's a big, huge part <laughs> of it. Because that's another thing you're missing in Hyrule Warriors. You have very limited weapon choice in Hyrule Warriors. Sorry, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, yeah. So, so then let me ask you. Um, you put you obviously put a ton of hours into different versions of this game. So many. How excited for, were you when they announced the sequel? I was very hesitant because I am not the Breath of the Wild lover. This is where Wheels and I sometimes get into a little bit of a tiff because I have tried multiple times to enjoy Breath of the Wild because it's a game that everyone praises and sings so much fun and they have so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what am I missing out on? What am I doing wrong? Um, but I just can't get into Breath of the Wild. One of the big reasons is the breaking weapon system, right? So when mm-hmm. they're like talking about this, I'm like, wait, is my weapon going to start breaking? Is it going to be... Is it going to be the smooth gameplay? I mean, Breath of the Wild is a pretty methodically paced combat system. Um, am I going to have to dodge a lot and survive? You know, is it going to turn into this dodge fest? I, I don't know. So I was, I was pretty hesitant. I, you know, I know a lot of you know people are like, "Ooh, Breath of the Wild, yay!" Um, no, it's actually pretty funny. I remember when they announced it. <laughs> I remember when the video started playing. I thought it was going to be Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Too. And everyone's oh. hopes and dreams were crushed when they, when they when it was like, oh no, it's a it's a it's a muso. <laughs> I mean they got their wish later. Yeah, they did, but at the moment just watching all of those delicious tears, it was so sad. I, I have to admit, as somebody that loves fan tears, that that was pretty great. Yeah. Because there are definitely people that don't like Muso games that were very, very upset. But right. Um, so I, this is the one that I did play, and I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into. 
And part of, one of the reasons why I got into it is because I, I try to play demos for the RPG cast so that I can talk about them. And I, I booted up this game as a demo because you could play through pretty much the first chapter. And for some reason, I couldn't put this version of the game down. It, it was it just ticked all the right boxes because all, all the maps are pretty much right out of Breath of the Wild. But something about the gameplay loop of this and having Link's items from Breath of the Wild, you know, the the, mag, the magnesis, the the time stopping stuff. Um, what else does he have in that game? Yeah, you got. The- you got- you got yeah. Oh, you got the, the, the ice, the mm-hmm. ice and the remote bombs. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff was just fun, and in that demo, and it's like, okay, my progress is carry is going to carry over, and I played the crap out of this demo. I want this game, and um, so it came out in November, and it was pretty close to Christmas, so I put it on my Christmas list, and my husband bought it for me, and I think from Christmas to about the middle of January, that's all I did was play. Age of Calamity. Mm. Yeah. Um, I liked Age of Calamity's level and mission structure a little bit better um, because it, it was basically like taking the what you were talking about with the map system and just making that part of the game. And it was sort of a dopamine hit for me. You know, every time I would un- unlock a new story level, all of these different points would come up on the map. And, you know, some some of those missions were uh, character-specific missions to help raise their stats. Some of them were cooking quests. Some of them, gosh, uh, upgraded your Sheikah sensor. Um, It's a very unique way to level up your character in-game. And I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any other Muso has been like that. Uh, it, would, it would give you extra. You could you could you could do quests. A lot of them were just turning quests, and some of them were fighting quests. Most of them turning quests. As far as unlocking new combos, unlocking heart containers, mm-hmm. um, you were basically you know um, uh, empowering your character by just kind of turning those things in. And if you're missing reagents for the turn in, you could set your Sheikah slate to detect where those were at, so you could figure out what quest you need to farm. You know to get those things. Which is very handy because in the past, in some of these games, you'd have to go and Google that stuff up. Um, but yeah, yeah, to your point, yeah, with most Muso games, you usually have to like, I mean, there's usually in the older Muso games, you had levels and you had weapons. And those were your two, those were really the two ways you would empower your character. Um, your health and everything was just tied into your level. So mm-hmm. grinding levels pretty straightforward. Grinding your weapons, that was a little less, you know, straightforward and, and sometimes did require that you had knowledge of where your weapons you know, where the more rare versions of your weapons would drop, mm-hmm. you know, which difficulty levels or which maps or whatever. But and it wasn't always very vision it wasn't this clearly shown. Usually yeah. you had to Google it up. And 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 this version of the game had the weapon combination system so that you could make a really powerful custom weapon. Um, though I ended up sticking with the Master Sword through most of the game, um, just because that one seemed to be the most uh, OP. But I always tried to keep at least one of every weapon type, um, k- k- keep a high version, high highly leveled version of that, because so, um, certain missions you couldn't beat unless Link equips certain weapons. Correct, so, yeah. Hammer, uh, Great Sword, Regular Sword, Boomerang, that kind of thing. So... Then, yeah, when the game came out, and I did buy it pretty much straight away, um, my first impression wasn't quite as favorable. And part of the reason for that was I had played so much of Hyrule Warriors 1, and I was so used to my nice, silky, I don't know for a fact if it's 60, but it feels like 60 frames a second. 
And then I hit Hyrule Warriors, and especially those early maps um, with Chug. And mm -hmm. I'm not a frame rate Nazi. I really, especially with RPGs type of things, but this is a Muso, and it's kind of like having frame rate issues in Monster Hunter. And I think Monster Hunter Rise runs at 30 on the Switch, and that's fine. It's a pretty steady 30 with only a few, you know, drops here and there. And I had a great time with, with Switch Rise. Um, but, but Hyrule Warriors, on the other hand, Age of Calamity was definitely struggling in a lot more places. Uh, and it really detracted from, that was one of the reasons why it detracted from me. Now, unfortunately, you know, that's, or fortunately, that's mostly, I think, front-loaded because when I went back to it um, years later and put some more time into it, those problems seem to pop up less and less. Uh, so it's still there. I still notice it, um, but it's it's less noticeable. I would give my right arm, though, to have that game on PC and be able to crank <laughs> up the settings to a higher resolution because it is a looker. It definitely looks a lot better than than Hyrule Warriors 1. Uh, it's just a Switch doesn't feel like it's up quite up to the task. I mean, te technically you can if you know what you're doing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to encourage that necessarily. Uh, what I am going to say is, I, you know, people talk about the performance in this game, and I must be an idiot because I, I didn't notice. I oh, never yeah. noticed it either. And I think, again, I played the whole thing on split screen, two people. Yeah, I don't know if it's any better than second, but I would just say play Hyrule Warriors 1 for like an hour, oh, yeah. and then go and play Hyrule Warriors 2, especially the early maps for an hour, and, and you definitely kind of pick up on it. Um, and, and and I again, I'm not a Nazi. I'm not sitting here going, well, you know, it should feel quite as smooth or whatever. But it was it was really for me. It, it was, was noticeable. It was it was not just noticeable, but it was detracting from my experience because I'm used mm. to after playing hundreds of hours of Hyrule Warriors one on Switch and Wii U. Um, you know, I was just used to it being smooth. It wasn't as it, you know. I won't sit here and exaggerate and say it was as bad as the 3DS version of Hyrule. <laughs> um, that would clearly be derogatory. I won't do that. Um, I don't think it was unplayable, but it was certainly noticeable. It just depends on your tolerance for those things. But again, I think if people stick with it, so now I'm up to chapter five. I put more time into it, especially the last couple of weeks trying to get ready for this. I want to make sure I was pretty fresh on it. Um, and, and oh, and you know what? Did, you, uh, did, did Kelly, did you play um, on the screen or handheld or both? Both. Okay. Um, I, I was so addicted to it that I would bring it upstairs and play like in bed and then the next day or whatever, bring it down onto the dock and play there. Although I liked playing it handheld better because I have one of those Hori pads that does turbo fire mm -hmm. and it was a lot easier just to set one of the, the, the main button to turbo fire to obliterate things so that I wasn't quite nice. break, breaking my wrists Don't so much. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice any performance issues either way. So, um, yeah, I want to say, I want to say it was probably a little bit more noticeable in, in the TV mode for me. I don't think I ever remember in a handheld feeling like it's an issue, but I don't play a lot of handheld, but I played a little bit. Um, but regardless, I think it is something that's more, if people just stick with it, mm -hmm. I, I think it's something that becomes more and more minor. I don't think it ever completely goes away, but it's something that, to your point, it's it's just, it's not that big of a deal. Not I don't think it's as big as what you hear. I think some people either just did the first few hours and gave up on it, or um, or they just want to make a mountain out of a molehill, yeah. like the internet likes to do at times. So, what? No. I no. know. It's just, uh, Yeah. Yeah, the internet is a wonderful place where people are all kind and gentle, and nary a word is spoken. 
I think once I got past that, I was really finding myself enjoying the game. Um, I, it, it, there was, there, there's a coolness to it. The, it does, as you were saying, it not only implements, first of all, it implements those, uh, tablet powers really well. And I think it needs to be mentioned that each character implements those powers differently. Right. So mm-hmm. if you do, if you do the remote bomb with Link, that's going to manifest differently than if you do it with Impa mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. So that is pretty darn cool because in Hyrule Warriors, you know, the item effects are pretty much the same. They're very generic. You know, another thing is these actually have an impact, whereas in the original game, they only have an impact if it's that enemy's particular weakness needed to get his guard to show. You know, his guard blocker to show. Um, there. They 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 can sometimes interact with the environment, not nearly as much as the you know age uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, but it does have an impact on on combat. Like even if an enemy doesn't have, so when you're fighting an enemy, he'll sometimes have like a an icon above him, like hey, now's the time to use the power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that particular power, and you'll be able to get a guard break out of them. Uh, very similar to to you know the original Hyrule Warriors. However, if you let's say throw a bomb at somebody when that thing isn't up, it'll still stun them a bit. And more mm-hmm. oftentimes than not. And so depending on who you're fighting, where your time limit is at, you know, you're trying to fight the clock or whatever. Um, but there's definitely some times where I'll spam that bad boy every time it pops up, right? And mm-hmm. and get those guards up. Or just I need some little bit of breathing room, so let's throw a bomb out. It's off a cooldown. So I think they did a really great, really great job of implementing those different, uh, those different effects. Now, now let's talk about the characters in the story for a second. So this is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, takes place during the War of the Calamity. Um, oh, oh, wait, they kind of throw a monkey wrench in it and have some timey-wimey stuff going on. Well, you gotta have that in a good Musou game that's pulling everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> their favorite but, excuse. Yeah, I, I like that they decided to go with that setting because the, you know the original Breath of the Wild was was very bleak and wouldn't be a good set uh, place to have a huge epic battles um, versus the war the War of the Calamity where you know that they're basically fighting for their lives, but then they needed the timey wimey stuff to excuse bringing in very popular characters like Sidon. Only it's little bitty baby Sidon instead of uh, adult man shark Sidon. You know because he's a he's a baby in this game. It was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also an excuse to bring in characters that they didn't talk about or or they talked about but you never really saw in the original game like Mifa. Um, she's dead by the time you run into her in Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, but now you actually get to see her and play with her, and it's kind of neat um, seeing all these different characters show up. Absolutely, and 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 and, and from what I played of Breath of the Wild, because I did make multiple attempts that were dozens of hours each, mm-hmm. and 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 Age of Calamity, um, I have to say, for me, Age of Calamity tells a better story and tells it better. Oh yeah. Yeah, Breath of the Wild story is very minimalist and best. And I mean, to be honest, I I enjoyed that minimalist story, but it was nice actually having a story to follow in this game. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, going into spoilers, it doesn't end quite how you think it's going to end. Um, they kind of do some split time stuff to basically give Link a happy ending, but then also having uh, the original timeline happen so that Link does fall asleep. To be honest, I don't remember a whole lot about the ending and that was uh, two years ago. <laughs> good. I've already heard too much. I'm still on chapter five. Um, oh, so I'm cool. sorry. That's all good. It's backtrack. Yeah, I know we what you're spoil. getting into. We do spoil. 
Um, but um, no, I think that that the story is, is is pretty cool. You don't have as many characters that does arguably give you a lot more time though to get intimate Mm -hmm. you know more intimate familiar with the controls and the characters that you like um so there is that and kind of a two sides for every coin there uh the 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 as i got further into the game i did have a little bit of a let's say a pissy point with the time limits um yeah i can see that yeah, because there are definitely missions where the timelets are very, very tough. And the only way I can think of to know whether or not you're kind of ready for it. Now, they give you every mission has a level rating. So you think, OK, it's a little 35 mission, a little 35. I should be ready for this. That may not necessarily take into account what power level your weapon is at. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a bit of a concern there or whether or not, th- you know, a particular character is all that good um, or as good as some of the other. Like, obviously, Link is really, really good with his combos and stuff. I would suggest that maybe some of the other characters don't play as smoothly, which would impact, you know, how effective they can be in a time limit situation. Um, when there's no time limit, you know, it's not usually a big deal which character I pick. But when there's a time limit, I, you know, every movement and they're tight time limits. They're not easy time limits. They're mm-hmm. not like they're not like Monster Hunter time limits that you can pretty much ignore except for a couple of fights, you know, really tough fights. No, these are these are some pretty tough ones. I either make them within a you know 15, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, or I just lose. And if you lose, it will let you restart from the last checkpoint, which is usually mm-hmm. starting that boss fight. But it may not, you know, if you're just underpowered, you're underpowered, right? Mm-hmm. And none of that's really going to help you. So it, it got a little bit frustrating for me. And then I was like, okay, well, now that means I need to go out and grind this character up or whatever it may be. But I kind of felt like I wasted my time. So I got a little, I got a little pissy pants. And I remember... I remember uh, a couple of months ago, a player had said, oh, I don't play Musos because of the time limit missions. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love Hyrule Warriors. I play Fire Emblem Warriors. There's hardly any time limit missions. There's time limits if you want to make an A ranking, right? Um, but 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 as far as like the then I played Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And it's like, no, there's time limits. <laughs> yeah, and those time limits get particularly frustrating in some of those later levels where you've got a ton of stuff to keep track of yeah yeah so you gotta pay particular attention to it so between us girls don't tell anybody else i might have just stuck some of those missions on easy just so i can get by them because you can switch the difficulty at any time it, unlike the other hyrule warrior games it doesn't really affect your rewards or anything else along those lines mm-hmm. so there's really nothing stopping you from popping a tough mission onto easy to get by it um i'll, I'll tell you i played most of the game on easy and even some of those tougher missions I would squeak. I either struggled with or would squeak by even on easy. Mm -hmm. Particularly at the end, um, from the end of chapter four to maybe the start of chapter six, where you had, you know, you're controlling four different characters and you're juggling a whole bunch of different parts of the map. And you're you're doing something like me and you keep getting turned around and getting lost. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The time limits were pretty tight. Especially yeah, when those little mazes, I will say that's another thing, like they love to put you sometimes into these buildings with these corridor mazes with a time limit. Mm. And the graphic engine is not really made for that. No. So it can get a little disorienting. And it doesn't help that the map only has two views um, fought, pulled out and zoomed in so you can't really figure out exactly you know that where the stairs cross over and where you need to go um, right. particularly in some of those tighter areas um is where i struggled i'll get more into that in the round table but i will tell you like but but with that being said i will say like the 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 bot the, the fights can be more satisfying 
than than a lot of the musos including uh, you know my favorite because you know you, you you're fighting these big bosses and it's not just waiting for their guard to come down you can wail on them in the meantime it will it'll do chip damage um you can you know you can go ahead and spam your bombs if you want to get a quick guard break um so you can start working on their guard break so to explain that mechanic real quick it's in you know it's in fire emblem warriors hyrule warriors there's guard break mechanic um you'll see uh when you do a particular move on an enemy or you hit them with a weakness at the right time you'll see a little uh pie show up above their head and then mm-hmm. you can wail on them, and if you can take out the entire pie, then he'll be wide open to a very critical attack that will do massive damage. Uh, so that that with with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, you have more power and control of making that thing pop up than probably any other game, which is very satisfying. Well, let me tell you about some of those quote-unquote boss enemies, and you know the central joke with the skit at the beginning of the show. It cracked me up that creatures like the white-maned Lionels and the Guardians, which, you know, if you had played Breath of the Wild, you were pretty much going to shit your pants the second you saw those guys because they they could one-shot you. And just going up to them and being able to beat the ever-loving shit out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, no no issues, no consequences. Just, I, like Mr. Lionel, I'm going to wail on you until you're dead. Mm-hmm. Felt so satisfying. Yeah. Um, and, and even with the Guardians, now granted, you couldn't one-shot the Guardians like you could in Breath of the Wild, but still being able to do the shield deflect was just, oh, chef's kiss. I mm-hmm. love that they kept that in. Oh, yeah. They kept a lot <laughs> of those mechanics in. You can, you can jump off the ice and have your paraglider and float around the battlefield and then do a mm-hmm. dive. You know, like they kept a lot of it. They did a really good job with the, with the battle system there. Uh, and, and for those of you listening, who's like, well, you know, I don't want to um, play a game. That's, you know, that's like breath of the wild. It's now it's much easier. I like the tough combat and well, don't worry. That's what hard mode is for. Just set mm-hmm. that bad boy on hard mode. And let me tell you that Lionel will hit you so freaking hard. You'll be seeing stars. <laughs> okay. So don't worry boys and girls, or I think there's, there's a higher mode than hard, like insane or something like that. But you lunatic, it's whatever it is. It's aptly named, uh, but knock yourself out because it'll turn it back into a breath of the wild, true experience where one hit will have the little chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> if I recall right, didn't they also leave in the mechanics so that you could mount the Lionel and keep keep bashing its skull in? I just fought some Lionels and I don't remember. Yeah, I, gosh, I don't remember. I think I want to say yes, but now I'm not super sure if I'm remembering Breath of the Wild or Age of Calamity. I, I want to say that they want to say that they did. Um, I, I don't even know if they kept in the dodge at the last second mechanic to, um, yes, there is, okay, there is that. Yes, 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 okay. yes. Which I have a love hate relationship with because I, you have to hit it at the, like the last moment where I, I don't know why, if I dodge early, why should I get the reward? I was mm-hmm. on top of it. You know, you have to just basically cut it at that last minute, but it does work. And there's been times where I'll be fighting like two or three bosses at the same time. And it'll just give it to me. And I didn't even realize I had dodged his other boss's attack. And now I can go in and wail on him for a bit. So yeah, that mechanic's definitely still in there. Like I said, they, they did a really good job bringing that battle system over. Like mm-hmm. if, if you wanted a Muso, but you wish it was more technical, uh, this one's definitely going to check off that box. It is more of a technical uh, fi- te- te- technical type fighter. Absolutely. Um, the only the only downside for some of the Muso fans is there is a distinct lack of killing thousands of things. Right? You'll kill a few yeah. hundred, um, but there's 
there was one quest I finally picked up in chapter five where the objective was to kill 900 enemies within 10 minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of the first Hyrule Wars because you had plenty of missions where you had to kill hundreds of enemies within so many minutes or whatever and just get out there and whale people. Um, or in the long missions in Hyrule Warriors 1, it's not unusual for my kill count to get to 2,000, even 3,000 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really don't see that here as much. Usually it's just in the, in, in the hundreds, but the focus is more on those those tougher fights um, and the, the 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 relationship between you and that monster, that boss monster, and using his weaknesses. And and on normal, uh, I play on normal most of the time, and it is it puts up a stiff challenge. So you, one thing we didn't mention is you've also got the uh, the wand powers, right? Fire, ice, lightning, and healing. So um, those are limited resources, and you don't know where you're going to recharge those because normally to recharge them, you got to be beat a wizard or a elemental lizard or whatever and Mm -hmm. and then you'll get a little bit of power boost back into that wand uh so whenever you you know you don't want to spam those things because you don't know when you're going to get them juiced again different enemies Mm -hmm. have different elemental weaknesses um so usually i want to reserve them but i can't tell you some of those fights are so tough i'm like shit i'm using the wand again you know (laughs) like that's not normal that's not normal i'm like i i'm constantly running out of wand power because those fights are tough it's the ones are my last resort um but yeah, no, they did a really, really good job. It's a very engaging battle system. Or if you just want to be a superhero, drop it down to easy and I know, call it a day. Go to go to Pound Town. And then you'll feel like you really are playing a moose. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna beat them up into oblivion. Um, they even got some of the environmental effects in there. If you do a crisis on the water, for example, it will freeze the water mm-hmm. type of thing and freeze the enemies on it. So they they did. It's it's not something I use a terrible lot, but sometimes you'll throw out a fire wand and it'll catch the grass on fire and people will catch on fire and it's fun. It's it's it definitely is a really really well made. Uh, it's a really well made game. And it's a shame that some people are dismissive because of the the early frame rate issues and stuff. But honestly, I think some of those people are still butt sore. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> not um, the announcement. Now, one of the reasons why I sometimes get frustrated with Musos is because of that mechanic that it always does, where if you kill a thousand enemies, there's something that shows up on the map map briefly, and you have to go find it, and I can't find it. Um, They didn't do this. Was it the seeds? Yeah. um, Or Or no, they they were behind areas, right? Yeah, the Korok seeds were just there. Um, You just had to find them. Had to find them, yeah. And it was very satisfying, just like, going off into off the beaten path and seeing a flower it's like oh it's korok seed and you turned in the korok seeds for upgrades and yeah. you know being a completionist uh having to find all those uh, every single korok seed on every single map because there was a checklist there that you could look at on, mm-hmm. on each map screen <laughs> so this yeah the skull tell us that you're talking about that mechanic is 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 pretty much only in Hyrule. In Fire Emblem, of course, what you have is Anna's shop. And Anna mm-hmm. shows up very clearly on the map. So finding Anna is not usually a challenging issue because she's just right there on the map. So that, that part's easy. Um, with Hyrule Warriors, it's like this big circle where that Skulltella can be at. Um, they start putting them into the same places. So after you played like for 512 hours, it becomes mm-hmm. a little bit more intuitive. You also want to make sure, just a quick uh, hint here for people listening, uh, you want to make sure your volume's turned up, and preferably oh, with headphones, because yeah. you'll hear which which side of the headphones he's on, and you can zoom in and try to figure out where he's at there. Uh, but there's, I 
generally have like a 90% success rate with those, but there is that one in 10 where it's like, oh, shit. Where the hell are you, you stupid spider? Yeah. And that's that's when I'm usually using a lot of four-letter metaphors. But but I love the Korok seed seed mechanic in Age of Calamity where you just – you got rewarded for exploring, just like the base game. And I, I love stuff like that. Hold, um, hold the presses, Kelly. I just unlocked the postman uniform for Link. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see deliver a letter now. I don't know what the hell it is. We're going to find out right here, live on the stream. I'm unlocking outfits. Take a look. Where's postman? Here it is, right here. For podcast listeners, you can check out Phil live on our Twitch channel. Uh, RP what game. the <clears throat> hell is that? <laughs> Twitch.tv slash <laughs> We're sorry, Kelly. I don't know if you can see this, but this is oh, the most ridiculous leak outfit I have ever seen. Wow, those are some short shorts. <laughs> yeah, they are. Those are those are basically just tidy whities right there almost. <laughs> you gotta be a manly man to pull those off. And Link yeah, is a manly do. man. There is. I I wow. I've got probably <laughs> things I shouldn't say on a podcast about this. Wow. So that's that's gonna be my incentive to finish the OG Hyrule Warriors is to get Link in the tidy whities and just have him be in that for the rest of the game. Um, as far as Age of Calamity is concerned, um, anything else we want to add to that? So I, I I didn't speak much during it. I played it all, played it all co-op, and I've never played. I I haven't played a proper Zelda game in. 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I played Majora's Mask. No, what was the one before Majora's Mask? Uh, on the 64? Oh, Ocarina of Time. I, time. Okay, I played that one. And uh, that was probably like, I think I got it late, like 2001, 2002. And it's been 20 years since then. And uh, nope, that, I haven't been a big Zelda fan. And I'll have to say, Phil, you didn't, you, you bounced off Breath of the Wild. I never gave it a chance. But you know what? I didn't really like the art direction of it. I, um, I was, uh, and I'm sure that is not pretty much anybody else's take on it, but and even the so matching it with Age of Calamity, I was like, oh man, I like the cartoony, like Hyrule Warriors definitive, and then this one was definitely a different look. Uh-huh. I still had fun with it. I played the heck out of it, and we, my kids and I, decided after we beat it that we could still go on and do a bunch more of the map, and we tried for a while, and and like you said, I really liked that things shined. Like, hey, if you needed this item, you could go. You knew right where to find it, at least. What missions to do to do it. That was right. handy. Very handy. And, um, I mean, talk about the aesthetic. Uh, uh, you know, the graphics are definitely better executed uh, in the second game. But the first game, I prefer the color palette and the art direction more. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this a hundred times, but I prefer my RPGs to be more bright, colorful, fantastical looking you know, and hopefully, you know, with a more positive message of hope in a day and age of like bad news all the time, <laughs> jumping into a game where the entire world is shrouded in darkness, hope is lost, and you're the last hero who's holding on by a single thread that's about to be snipped is probably the last thing I want to deal with. So I'm not the nope, big fan no, of I, that. Being a Dragon Quest fan, you know, first and <laughs> foremost, like I like the cartoony. Like I, I love the anime, cartoony, bright, colorful worlds and uh you know i'm I'm, especially if i'm playing a co-op game with my kids you know we're not freaking doing games with blood flying everywhere and (laughs) you know you're just hitting that you're just hitting that cute little cartoony guy who flashes once or twice and disappears like that's fine whatever i mean there's definitely times where i'm in the mood for something that's more i guess you call it adult or darker or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's not generally when i'm playing fantasy rpgs 
Um, or if it is, at least make it fantastical, like um, what's it called? Shin Megami Tensei tends to do. You're always in mm-hmm. some weird ass world with televisions all over the place, and it's just psycho and different, as opposed to just looking like a standard world that's just very, very dark, or especially a medieval world. I think that's you know a little side tangent, but that's the thing that's kind of turned me off about Final Fantasy 16. It looks like regular historical Earth locations, just darker and sadder and palette you know is low contrast and i'm like that's so depressing i'm sure it's telling a deep story of loss and turmoil i don't know if that's what i want to hear right now. i'm gonna be curious about final fantasy 16 um that's the one that i put as my most looked forward to because i don't think uh final fantasy 7 rebirth is happening this year i'm not holding my breath um that being said t- to be honest Looking at both art styles, as you have, have pulled up the second game on Twitch, I kind of like Hyrule Warriors ba- uh, Definitive's art style a little bit more, just because it looks more Zelda, uh, more like classic Zelda, uh, kind of the timeless Zelda look versus Age of Calamity, which is the cel shaded look, which I think looks okay. But I don't know. There's something about that other Hyrule Hyrule Warriors style that just feels more iconic. Yeah, I think. You know, I think it's part more of, it, of the it, it's more of the series history. Yeah, that too. That, that that's the, I mean that's exactly what you mean by iconic. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It bring, brings it kind of brings everything together under one banner and gives it a consistent look that you can pick any character and they just look like they are a part of the series because that because that's the thing about <laughs> Zelda games is that they have varied in so many different art styles over the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think I think like kind of you know bringing back to Zelda, I think that was like you saw that big difference with Twilight Princess, right? Suddenly you have a grimmer, darker, grittier, low palette, you know, more gray tones and stuff in the palette, brown tones and stuff. And mm-hmm. for for me personally, I mean, it could have been a great game. But to me, that was just no. Give me, give me the bright Hyrule warrior. You know, high Hyrule warriors. <laughs> the high uh, the, the fields of of Wind Waker, or you know, the uh, 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 uh Time, or you know, Link to the Past. You know, those, those were just while there was something bad going on, and the kingdom was under threat from Ganon and all this other jazz. It was still, it still felt more fantastical, more hopeful, brighter greens. You know that and whatnot, and. You know, and and again, like Age of Calamity definitely does a better job, I think, than you go to Breath of the Wild or something um, Mm -hmm. for me personally. And I think I just had to get into it more. And and now I do enjoy it. Uh, Even the art style's kind of grown on me. And, you know, I still kind of wish there was a little bit more going on with the art direction and stuff. But I'm okay. I'm still having a ton of fun with it. So, and and it's funny you say that because, full disclosure, Twilight Princess is my favorite 3D Zelda game. Hmm. And, and I probably, I, I tell you what, I, here's a funny thing. Um, playing, um, play, nothing has made me want to play that more. Did they ever bring that out? They, that's not on the Switch yet, right? That's the one they that's put on it the on. No, they put it on Wii U. There's a rumor that it's going to be put out on Switch along with the Wind Waker. You you know what makes me want wanted to make me play that game now is Hyrule Warriors. Because you play a lot of those characters. Mindy actually has two different forms, you know, her her, oh, her dark yeah, Midna, I mean, um, has two different her two different forms in there. And and it's just she's a lot of fun. Seems like a very intriguing character. So I'm like, huh, I wanna check this out if I can one day. Yeah, I, I love Minda. Um did you play his can you play his Wolf Link in 
hybrid warriors? Yeah, basically, the one of her forms, she's little one riding on Wolf Link. Oh, <laughs> so you, it's a lot of running around, a lot of movement skills and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Um, whereas her more adult form, I guess, her regular form, mm-hmm. is slower, a lot slower movement, but does these very ballistic, uh, big attacks uh, made out of these constructions that she makes. Uh, like light constructions or something, or magic constructions, I should say. Uh, uh, and that's pretty uh, cool. Because, uh, spoiler alert, that's what she looks like at the end of Twilight Princess. Uh, I figured, when, right? When like, honestly, the that's game. like I've seen the box art, so I'm pretty sure she didn't look like that at the beginning. But um, it's like that to me makes me actually just that character and seeing that character in action is like, man, I wish I played that game now so I could en- enjoy playing her more because she seems like a very deep, strong. Uh, character, at least mm-hmm. just as the impression I get from her movement set. She has these two sides to her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see what the story is behind it to have some more context for that. Yeah, it was a, it's a divisive Zelda game because p- people loved Wind Waker so much that they didn't like going back to that art style. I think it kind of took what they wanted to do with Ocarina of Time and uh, refined it to perfection. Well, do, don't you remember when Wind Waker was like first coming out and stuff, people balked at that cartoony oh, yeah. art style? Oh, yeah, like, I was the there. What the hell is this? I mean, you remember those days. I was there. I, I read the angry GameStop and EB Games reviews yeah. uh, before the game came out. It, it was terrible. And then it came out and people really enjoyed the style. And then they went back to kind of a more gritty art style and people complained about that yeah. and it's like gamers you don't know what you want and and for me i i, I to be honest i don't care about the art style as long as the gameplay is good mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, and you're talking about wolf link being in hyrule warriors now that gives me more incentive to pick pick that up again and try it out oh yeah they they got so many different characters from so different mini games i only i only initially recognized maybe half of them Mm-hmm. And and so I had to look some of them up, and like I said, some of them make me want to play those games, and another characters tinkle. I'm looking at you, makes me never want to touch those games. <laughs> just just gonna put that out there. Well, I think we've covered everything, unless anybody has anything else they want to add. No, you definitely no. need to play these games. That's all there is they, to it. They're, they're pretty easy. Yeah, I will tell you what I do personally too. Is I this is these are probably the, one of the few games that I actually buy on the eShop. I like physical copies of everything um, when I can have it uh, when it comes to console gaming. But these I bought uh, on the eShop just so I can basically play them whenever I want. Uh, as I mentioned before, they're kind of like the in-between filler game for me. So it's nice to like I'll usually have like let's say Octopath Traveler in my cartridge slot. But then mm-hmm. you need a little Muso break. You pop these bad boys in there and you go to town. Yeah, so so I didn't get a chance to do the price breakdown before the show because I was having hard drive problems. But just doing a cursory glance on Google Shopping, um, you're going to pay $60 for both of these if you want them new or on the eShop. Um, if you watch Wario 64 on Twitter, on occasion, sometimes Amazon or Best Buy will discount the original High Wolf. Warriors to like 40 bucks. Um, I don't think they go on sale very often on the eShop, though. They're on sale right now. Hyrule Warriors is on sale. Oh, really? For, uh, yep. Uh, the definitive. And they do. It's been down to $40 digitally. Um, the physical has gone down to 30 I'm looking at my favorite website, the Deku Deals. Um, yeah, I was about to look that up. Yeah, good job. Yep. They, they've got, you know, it, it may have been a while since it was $30 physically, but... Uh, no, digital, it looks like yeah, January, September, maybe twice a year it drops down okay. to about 40. Now, here's the and sad that's thing. 
Okay. That's Age of Calamity, actually. I don't know about the other one. That one. Yeah, you can, and you can. So you can usually find the cartridge, like you said. I I've seen them on sale plenty plenty of times between the thirty and forty dollar price mark. I don't know if I've ever seen a twenty, but but here's 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 what's really sad, boys and girls. I bought Hyrule Warriors full price on the Wii U. I bought Hyrule Warriors full price on the 3DS. <laughs> I bought a DLC on one of those, and then I bought the Switch version for sixty dollars because the game's that good. It, it is just so much fun. So don't hesitate. Go out you know, there. Some games are so good, you end up like double and triple dipping. I, I did that for 13 Sentinels and gosh, several Trails games at this point. Oh. Checking out eBay here. The Definitive Edition uh, looks like you might be able to get it for around 40 used. And uh, wow, Age of Calamity, I'm looking at $25 new. Oh, yeah. With free shipping. So, so if, if you deal hunt, you can find it or you can mm-hmm. pay full price because it's both games are worth every freaking penny if you ask me they are they you know there's a lot of content as phil has said and uh, you know phil's got the single player hundreds of hours in it i've got the multiplayer dozens of hours and i think we both agree that we've enjoyed the way we've played it and so it, it, it can be played multiple ways Mm-hmm. Oh, and Age of Calamity has a demo for the first chapter that carries over. Um, that's mm-hmm. what hooked me initially. Just just know that the, those early levels can be a little bit choppy as far as frame rate. But if you can get past that, you've got a good game. Well, you can see I'm playing it right now if you're watching the stream. And mm-hmm. I would say this is at the very least 25, if not 30. And it doesn't seem to be experiencing a whole lot of drop frames or anything like that, even while I'm doing a bunch of stasis and crisis and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, But this is an area with sand. I think it's those areas with grass that kind of suck. Suffer, which are the ones you see at the beginning well cut down uh, all that grass. you're not going to be at a thousand or you're not going to beat 900 people here are you no probably not zelda sucks <laughs> she's well. not as fun as she is in the first game this, this whole thing she does with all the different crisis things seems really cool but it's slow as hell well we can get into our favorite characters when we uh come back from a brief musical interlude with the round table where we'll get into some some of our more personal feelings about the game, including our favorite characters, maps that pissed us off, and what we were doing in our life when we were playing these games. So uh, stick around, and we will be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are now getting into the roundtable, talking about our personal feelings about the games, our our favorite things, our least favorite things, what we was doing in our life. And the the very obvious question in these two games, uh, who are your favorite characters? Because there's tier lists, there's all sorts of different reasons for playing a favorite character. What are yours? Um, Phil, since you're the one with the most hours played, I'm sure you have your go-tos. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to, like, combat effectiveness, Link is really hard to beat, right? And that's Mm -hmm. why he has the highest level of my games. His combos flow very smoothly. He's very quick. Um, He's he's very, yeah, he's very fun to play. But 
but I like Linkle. I mean, that was kind of an original. I think I like the original characters, maybe because they probably went out of their way in the game, probably to give those characters a little bit more personality. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other ones, it's just kind of assumed their personalities came from before. And if you haven't played those games, well, tough titty. And and Link has never had much of a personality. He's always just a blank <laughs> slate. He doesn't talk. I don't, honestly, it's the year 2023 now, people. Give him some, he had it in the cartoon. It didn't kill his character come up with a different voice from i don't know but the guy needs some personality so for connection wise i just think legal is just so funny um and also lana and sia who end up being related uh and you know they're kind of like two halves of the whole there's a little bit of a touching story on the side story there uh but lana is also super fun to play uh when you do like her muso attack she'll put up these big columns of ice to left and to the right in front of her and then she'll hop back and forth between them going hi 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 and then she'll turn around snap her fingers and everything just dies and she just looks like it's another day in the office you know Hmm. um she also has the summoning runes and you haven't lived until you've seen her summon the gigantic chicken. <laughs> it is she 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 summons all kinds of things. She'll summon like little little miniature bosses to take on your enemies, uh, and she'll do it while she'll do it while she's singing. Dun dun da 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 da. Dun. Okay, there's my reason to pick up Hyrule Warriors. I after I finish Treasures, though. So. <laughs> she uh, at is, some point this year <laughs> she is singing Link's theme as she's casting her summoning spells and she's dancing in tune and as she's dancing in tune the piece summed up is swaying back and forth knocking out enemies it is there, so fun there is nothing I love in a game more than it referencing itself it is so self-referencing it is so hilarious it is so good um, the characters look like they're having, I think that's, that's one thing that's important for me in my science fiction and my TV shows and things like that. The characters should look like they belong, like they have fun. I think it's one of the things I liked about Star Trek. Very few people question whether or not they should be in Starfleet, right? You're proud to be a Starfleet officer. You had fun. That's what you were meant to do. That's one of the things I like about that show. It's one of the things I like about Zelda there. It's like everyone's looking like they're having fun being in the battle, taking out baddies. They're doing it with style. They're doing it with flair. And no, you know, few characters show that off as well as Lana. She's just She's just really, really great. Now, Matt, not, all, not only your favorite characters, I'm curious about who your son played as. He was Link, like 100% okay. of the time. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> no, and if uh, if his brother wanted to play and we'd try to... It, it was always tough, and we actually really learned the hard way through uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Because um, the youngest one's not a big gamer and he's only six right now so we're playing this a couple of years ago he was three or four when we were playing this my oldest one's nine and even when he was like six and seven he was like rocking some of these games Mm -hmm. he could just like he could see the mini map and he could go places on the mini map um so i if they were playing together it'd be like a six and a three-year-old doing it so it was like, well, do you give the three-year-old the stronger person and hope that works for him since he's not going to do as much? Or do you give him the weak one because he probably wouldn't do much anyway? And uh, now we, we try to let the younger one be Link a lot. And then my older son would actually, he, he'd play almost everybody individually. He would just try everybody out. Um, but yeah, 90% of the time was mainly my oldest one 
being Link, and then uh, in Definitive Edition, I was Linkle, and then in uh, Age of Calamity, I would play Impa a lot, because, oh my god, I'd love to send in the clones. <laughs> that 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 was, like, if I could play with three or five of her all lined up, that, that was just awesome. Um, and then we were talking off-air um, a couple minutes ago, and Rivali. I, I really liked flying with him and his attacks. Yep. And he would do the uh, the wide like AOE attacks with arrows. He could do five of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gave me a little Linkle reminder to be using those bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, Rivali was my go-to quite a lot um, during a lot of the more chaotic levels, where you, and particularly levels where you had to mow down a bunch of people at once. Uh, mm-hmm. Rivali was my go-to. But obviously, I used Link a lot just because he had the highest attack power and he just could. He's the most ridiculously well balanced out of them all. Um, I, I did like Impa a lot because of her clones. Um, she was very OP. And then ultimately, I settled on Teba because his AOE attacks were pretty devastating. And he had that one where you could just sit there and mash the uh, X button and just keep firing arrows into the crowd. And that that was game-breaking, it, especially with my Hori pad, where I could just you know hold down the button and have, do, have it do rapid fire. Um, as for base Hyrule Warriors, I, I what little I played of it, it was Link and Linkle. I didn't get very far to really do a whole lot of jumping around on characters in that one, but th- those birds, man, those those birds were OP in Age of Calamity. Mm-hmm. Now, they, did either of you have any maps that made you want to throw your controller and or switch into the wall? Anything with a time limit on it. No, it's yeah. always there. There was one in particular I just played um, where where it was a tight time limit and you had to run through what was essentially a mini maze. And I had the map zoomed in the entire time. I'm looking at the clock, trying to go back and forth. Um, and it was just it was just miserable. It was clear that the engine wasn't really well designed for these tight corridors and stuff. So I just wanted to be out of the damn thing and finish up this maze. And that was the first time I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm putting it on easy. As I got through it a couple of times just to get to the, you know, what will happen with these timelines. They'll give you like 10 minutes or whatever, five minutes to get through the maze. And, and then they'll make you fight bosses in the maze um, as part of that. So that's the real challenge. But then after you get out of the maze, it's like, oh, great. Now you get to fight this enemy here. Oh, but wait, halfway through the fight, he brings in more enemies. And by the way, he's on a time limit, too. And oh, you didn't beat him in three minutes? Well, sucks to be you. And now you've lost. I mean, you, you, if you if you exit out and you say, well, crap, let me try different characters. You just lost all that experience. So speaking of Dragon Quest, that was one thing that, you know, the late Mr. Cunningham used to say all the time. He, he liked um, uh, Dragon Quest because even when you die in Dragon Quest, you go back to town, you still keep all your experience right in half the gold. And yep. you picked up. Uh, so in Higher Wars, if, if you do escape a mission, you don't get to keep anything, uh, or at least in Higher Wars Age of Calamity. Higher Warrior says that you get to keep your your progress, like your experience, if you if you fail a mission. I haven't really double-checked that because I don't fail too many missions. But yeah, that one had me pulling out my hair. And after I spent like half an hour not getting an experience or money, I was really cranky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of an arbitrary time limit. Right, it's not because I died. Yeah, there they were two in particular in Age of Calamity. I'm I'm looking at the the list right now. The destroy the Yiga clan, which is that maze that you were talking about that you got that's stuck in. Yeah, that's the I, one. Yep, that's that the I one. I just 
completely got lost in and couldn't figure out how to get get through. And then the one after that, when courage fails, where you're split, and each person has to take out a um, really high level boss, and then they all come together at the end and i can't remember what else happened but that one i failed several times because i either couldn't find one of the bosses or just couldn't beat them in time to uh the final bit supposed to do which i can't remember what it was and that that whole mission was pretty frustrating um it definitely made me want to throw my controller (laughs) well i mean my other time i want to throw my controller is every time one of my kids was playing with me and did not do what they needed to do like (laughs) hey you need to go there i need to be taking care of this you need to go take that like (laughs) i I can't send somebody because you are the other somebody (laughs) i can't send that's all. Know. That's funny. Yep. Make, makes me think of the stupidness in Fire Emblem Warriors, where the Pegasus person was going right into the arrows. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. You stay there where I told you to stay. Oh. And then um, our, our, our final question for the night, because I couldn't think of a, a third one. Because I mean, mu- the music question. It's a Zelda game. It's all going to be Zelda music for the most part. But this is it. Same question we always ask. What were either of you doing in your life when you were playing these games? I was getting ready for the RPG backtrack. (laughs) (laughs) And I played a lot of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, I've been playing it. The thing is, I've been like playing it for the last eight years. Pretty much nonstop. So it's been uh, it's been throughout my uh, a good chunk of my life now. It, it, to me, it epitomizes what makes the Muso genre so compelling. I play other Muso games as well, but these are the ones that I really keep coming back to. Um, so uh, I, I don't really associate it with one event in my life because I haven't really put it down yet. Mm-hmm. And for me, these were back to back Christmas gifts for me and my kids. Um, mm-hmm. we, we got the definitive edition in 2020 and then during or was it, it we did this kind of right when the pandemic started they had you know i'd gotten it we played a little i can't remember if i played this or fire emblem heroes first but um i might have done fire emblem heroes first i don't know why i would have done it that way but i do remember beating this like while sitting home at the very beginning of the pandemic because you know we were home a lot and we were looking to play a lot of multiplayer games so um those two fit the bill in 2020 very well and then it just so happened like that year like hey guess what a new one's coming out so got it when it came out in, like september october but we waited got it for christmas and i remember beating it on spring break up in north carolina We'd brought the switch with us, and it, it, unfortunately, we had to plug it in. I think my parents were up there that year because we plugged it in on, like, I don't know, twenty-four inch TV, and we're like squinting at the map, like, "Oh my God, where are we going?" Because <laughs> we've been used to playing it on like the fifty-five inch or whatever we have at home, and playing it in the side room on this small TV was not ideal. Yeah, with the split uh, sc- with the split screen too. So that's because I have a twenty four inch computer to monitor, but I'm also like a foot away from that, so I can imagine yeah, this being one's across wall the room. mounted and yep. <laughs> so well, so so I I remember buying um, Hyrule Warriors one with my birthday money. And for the life of me, I cannot remember if I played Fire Emblem Warriors first and bought this one because I liked it so much, or if I played this one, walked away from it, and then played through Fire Emblem Warriors and was like, oh my god, I need to go back to 
I ruled but never did. The the timeline is off on both of those. And I knew <laughs> I mean it was like what, twenty eighteen when that came out for the Switch. So I'm pretty sure it was Hyrule Warriors first and then Fire Boom Warriors for Christmas that year. Uh, but like I said, I, I didn't get a chance to play through much of Hyrule Warriors and I regret regret that to this very day and that's something I'm going to rectify as you know, soon as I have time because w- what is time? <laughs> but um, Age of Calamity, man, like I said, I put that on, played the demo and just could not put that down and that was pretty much like the first month of January 2021 was playing through so much of that you know, playing that game every opportunity, like b- bathroom breaks at work and my lunch break and after dinner and before bed. And, you know, it takes a special t- kind of game to hook me like that. And that that game definitely did. I don't really have any specific memories tied to that one other than it being like January 2021's game of the moment. And then, you know, Getting to the end of it and being like, but I'm not ready for it to end. I'm having too much fun. And you would have thought that I would have bought the DLC day one. But I'm really bad about going back to DLC if it comes out much later after the release. And they, I feel like they announced that DLC that spring or maybe even that summer. I think I was probably deep into some other game and just never went to that DLC. Did you? Did either of you play the DLC for Age of Calamity? No. Um, it's yeah, it's kind of integrated into so the story mode here. So um, let me ask you all a question. Was the fairy character, was she in originally? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So she, she's okay. So she's part of that. But did you have the lab where you could upgrade stuff? Like get an upgrade tree to, in the lab to upgrade like your bombs and stuff? I don't think so. I think that's part of the DLC. And at the end of that, you unlock, I believe, a motorcycle for Zelda. Yeah, that, of defi- you do. that definitely wasn't <laughs> in the main game. Yeah. I'm, I unlocked the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild, but not Age of Calamity. Right. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some DLC if you're going to play it and you can afford it. It's probably good to get that right from the beginning because it seems to be integrated into the main story campaign. I, I'm, I want to get the DLC eventually because I want to play as that guardian and, you know, turn the tables on Moblins, laser <laughs> them in the face for a change. Um, yeah, I will say like on the Nintendo Switch, we are spoiled with Musos. I mean, I, I, I love Musos and I have a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PC and Switch, but you have both Fire Emblem Muso games and both Hyrule's and they were just so well done. You also still have some other options like Samurai Warriors 5 and stuff, which actually is executed decently for Nintendo Switch's limitations. And you can play it portable, unlike the PC, unless you got a Steam Deck. Um, and so I have to say, like, the Switch is ooh, it's definitely a good place to play your Musos. But even if you don't like Musos, it's worth checking out Hyrule Warriors if you're a big fan of the uh, of, of the universes. I, I lost my mind when they announced Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes this year. And then I think it came out at around the same time as Trails from Zero and completely forgot about it. So put, put it on my Christmas list and that's going to be my next game after I finish Dragon Quest Treasures because... Yeah, Muso on the mind, and I want to play it before the new Fire Emblem Engage game that comes out 
like at the end of the month. But I don't need to go back to Hyrule. You mean uh, eight days? Yeah. Oh, it's that that soon, man. Where is this month gone? <laughs> That's what happens when you spend the first week of the year in a state on the coast that you're not familiar with. But I got to see the ocean for the first time, so there's that. <laughs> You need to get busy like a schoolboy making an A. Um. So yeah, <laughs> it, I, it makes me wonder if there could be a third Hyrule Warriors in the cards at some point. Hopefully, it sold well enough. I I don't know what they could do with the third one. Well, you gotta wait till you get the next Breath yeah. of the Wild. Then you gotta play on an alternate or revisionist history of that. <laughs> It's going to be like Bravely Default, Bravely Default 2, Bravely Second. You know, which which way are you going here? See, I, I'm thinking of like how the One Piece Warriors worked where the first game was the entire arc up until that point, And then the second game, I guess, was the arcs after that. And I feel like the third and fourth games were just single arcs. Or I could be mistaken. No, the third, the third, the third one basically starts off at the very beginning and takes you oh. through a chunk of the story. And then, you know, okay. uh, and then the fourth one kind of picks up into his later years and I don't know how closely they're connected but um, that's my understanding it was definitely that way when I, I played both of them. I played the third one for like a couple dozen hours and the fourth one for just a handful of hours and he's definitely much more advanced in the in game four. Because <laughs> I I just remember saying they announced three and me thinking they're not even done with that story arc yet. How are they going to finish it? Oh well that's the answer apparently it's just going to be another rehash of the series. Mm. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like I play that for the the story because it's so truncated and so mm-hmm. quick that uh, you know if you're if you're familiar with the with the with the with the manga or whatever, then you're gonna okay, this is really cool. This kind of oh, I'm gonna play that big battle. See, that's cool. But if you've never seen the show before, it's just gonna make it. It's like getting the Cliff Notes edition of a book. You're gonna miss a lot of the emotional impact. I mean, that's true, but that's a long ass series. Nope. Nope. You gotta I'd... read all nine hundred. A thousand. <laughs> read it all. <laughs> even the even the filler. Yep. You want the you want the true One Piece experience, don't you? Then snap to it. Uh, I I don't have that kind of time. I'm sorry. I do know. it. Do it. Do it. Well, just play One Piece, not for the story, but for the let's play for the the fun zany Muso action because it is really cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> speaking of long, long series with no end in the future, I've got Critical Role to watch tonight as we're recording on a Thursday night. Oh, so, you know what we need? You know what we need? Final Fantasy Muso. You know, I'm genuinely surprised they haven't gone down that well yet. The only reason is because Final Fantasy or Square tends not to like to collaborate and they like doing their own thing. Um, that's why you don't see Square themed Funko Pops because they want to make their own Funko Pops. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so, so it's like they want. I know that they would want to do something like that, but they wouldn't want to team up with Tecmo Koei. Well, they did with uh, they let Dragon Quest, but I mean that's but not that's, that's necessarily there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I they would love Dragon Quest, but that's not like their in-house mm-hmm. baby. I I mean I say that, but they put. Cloud and Zephyroth and Smash, so never say never. Mm. No, no, wait, there was a Shin Megami Tensei Buso. It was Persona 5 Strikers. That's right. We got that coming up in a few months, too. That's, I think that's game number two on my list to beat after Monster Hunter Stories. Oh, no, it's number three. That's not till summertime. Yeah, that's that's on my list, but I've got time for that one. 
Yep. yep. Uh, but uh, th- that being said, we're going to put a bow on this. Um, thank you, Phil, for taking time out of your stream time to come hang out with us. Do you want to take one moment to plug and tell everyone to come over to twitch.tv forward slash rpgamer and come check out the stream we're doing there and head over to rpgamer.com forward slash discord. We have a great discord community. We have a channel set up for what we call the RPG club. It's like a book club, but it's for RPGs. Uh, this month we're we're playing Cosmic Star Heroine. And then later on, we're going to play, be playing RFL. So if you are interested in playing JRPGs along with us and talking about them throughout the month, I stream those throughout the month as well. And we just spend the month just loving on these games and talking about them as we play through them together, just like a book club might. You so. know, it, it's funny when people ask me what kind of podcast I do, that's literally how I describe it as, oh, it's it's a book like a book club, but for video games. You know, Phil, tomorrow, as of this recording here in early January, uh, as of tomorrow, the RFL goes on limited run games sale. You've got a month to pre-order through like mid-February. RFL there. and something else that they created. Ooh, I can't remember the other game that they're bundling with it. I will look that up real quick. I got it somewhere. Get your get your physical game fix. There oh. it is. Rise of the Third Power. Rise of the Third Power, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's another game so, they made. Yep. You can you can from mid January to mid February you can put in a pre order for that. There you go. It's not gonna come till six months after uh, your your club has passed it by, but I uh, know. I've read all these games on steam sale for like three exactly. bucks each so exactly i'll stick with those but I, I always say limited run is like getting a christmas present giving a christmas present to yourself in the future one day you get like a shipping notification like oh yeah i forgot that i pre-ordered that almost a year ago um, exactly that's funny uh-huh. yeah I used to think away. I used to think that way about Kickstarter until I realized that uh, I wasn't getting half the games I paid for. So. <laughs> Oh, well, like I said, th- thank you, Phil, for hanging out. Thank you, Matt, for editing and being my co-host, as always. And thank you, yeah. listener, for starting us out with a new season for 2023. we got a bunch of shows we got coming up. Um, he, uh, Matt brought up Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, we're going to finally talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I can't wait for. Um Got to, oh, I I was just thinking about Diablo 3. That's going to be fun. Uh, our next show is going to be E7, which I have been dying to talk about on Backtrack for, gosh, when did that come out? 2019? Wait, wait, are we talking E7 or E8? Because I'm looking at the uh, show schedule. You say 7, but that's the Roman numeral um, 8. 8. <laughs> eight. I can't Roman numeral today. <laughs> I meant 8. Uh, the one with the island. Well, I mean, okay. It always crashes, but this time he actually crashes on an island, a deserted island. Um, this is the but, game where he's got his best friend Dana, right, with him? No, I don't. I don't think he has. Oh wait, Dana. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Dogi. Uh, <laughs> sure, Lacrimosa of Donna, which I always want to say Dana. Yeah. But, so Dana's but, got some lacrimose thing that's going on in the game. I can't wait to hear all this. <laughs> I, I I need to write this down now so don't forget lactose intolerant Dana. Lactose intolerant Dana. That is the game we will be discussing. Oh, it's gonna be a fun these time. Days, these days there's plenty of food that for people that are lactose intolerant. Go get all the other stuff. But back in those days it wasn't so easy. <laughs> oh. Oh, what, oh, I think we better cut this joke. off. Yep. Uh, good, good night, everybody. Th- thanks for hanging out with us, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>